the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. Today we are interviewing Chrissy Zaremba from Australian Survivors, Blood vs. Water season that just aired. She's an icon. She's a legend. She's a queen. She is the moment. Just a heads up that we broke the cardinal rule of podcasting for this episode because Chrissy recorded from outside (laughs) in a park (laughs) in the country. And so there's a little bit of wind noise. There's a little bit of outdoor noise that interfered with Chrissy's track. Still totally listenable. Just close your eyes and pretend that you are on a phone call with Chrissy and everything will seem normal. It's very worth it. Chrissy was very, very fun. So let's get straight into it. This is our interview with Chrissy Zaremba. Chrissy Zaremba joined the cast of Australian Survivor's first Blood vs. Water season as the partner of her brother-in-law, ex-NRL player Croc. Chrissy admittedly was not a Survivor fan and had little knowledge of the game before heading to the Outback. However, on the Water Tribe, she hit the ground running, where she discovered a clue to a hidden immunity idol ahead of the first Tribal Council of the season. Chrissy secured that idol, which was hidden at Tribal Council, to ensure that she would not be the first person sent home. From there, she solidified tight alliances with Josh, Mark, and Khan. At the tribe swap, she joined Croc on the new water tribe, and they found another hidden immunity idol at their first reward together. However, after refusing to follow Croc's lead in an effort to blindside Jesse, both Chrissy and Croc wound up being the ones blindsided when the entire tribe voted out Croc with the hidden immunity idol in his pocket. Although this was a big blow to Chrissy's game, she pushed through to the merge where she reconnected with Mark and Josh and joined the majority alliance that dominated the game throughout the merge. Chrissy stuck tight to her allies throughout the entire post-merge game until she joined in a plan on day 45 to take out Mark. Unfortunately, the rest of the tribe did not stick to that plan, instead forcing a tie between KJ and Josh. Then, Chrissy cast the deciding vote that sent KJ to the jury once and for all. At the next vote, sensing that her number one ally in the game was ready to strike at her, she joined Shay and Mark in voting out Josh, securing her place in the final three. At the final tribal council, Chrissy expertly laid out her incredible social game to the jury, but in the end, it wasn't enough, and Mark won in a unanimous vote. On day one, Chrissy said that she wouldn't be sitting on a log in the outback if it weren't for Croc, and on day 47, after one of the most remarkable arcs I've ever seen on Survivor, she was pitching her case to the jury at the final tribal council. In the process, she became a legend of Australian Survivor, a global phenomenon, and a gay icon. We are thrilled to welcome her to Drop Your Buffs. It's Chrissy Zaremba. Hello, Chrissy. That's the best intro ever. Do it again. Do it again. (laughs) Gladly. Well, Chrissy, we're a week and a half ish 
away from the finale airing where you tied for second place along with Shay after Mark won with a unanimous vote. How are you feeling now that the whole experience is over? Ah, thank goodness. Thank goodness it's over because now I get to breathe again. (laughs) It's been quite the journey. Um, I think just when it finishes and when you wrap up, you sort of get your head back and everything goes back to sort of normal and you're debriefing with everyone and stuff, but then it then it's on. So then you just reset and start the whole thing again. And then the finale happens and you then revisit again all the emotions and stuff that happened, you know, for that. So I just feel like I'm like this all the time, but I see the horizon. I see that it's, it's kind of winding up now. Like even the last mm. few days have been different, you know, to say three days ago. So that's good. Good. So you were the first to admit that you were not a Survivor fan and you weren't very familiar with the game. But not only that, you also proclaimed that you don't like sand, you don't like dirt, and you don't like water. (laughs) So how the hell hell did Croc talk you into this? Yeah, he's still dead meat. So the whole island, he really set the theme and wasn't really under the impression that we were heading out to the outback, but I did know it was COVID, so I'm like, where are we going to go? What, what? So I was sort of thinking maybe Hayman Island, <laughs> heading up to <laughs> heading up to maybe, oh, look, honestly, I don't know how we got me there. I realised I was in trouble when the dirt road just never sort of stopped upon <laughs> approaching, approaching the final destination. I thought, oh, shit, this is not going to be great. He had trust. <laughs> he had trust in me, so. I didn't doubt it. So you say yes to Croc. What do you do to prepare? Did you catch up on previous seasons of Survivor? Did you no. start training physically? Anything? Nothing. No. Okay. <laughs> I bulked because he said, you're probably going to lose weight. So I was like, well, back as it is. So I packed on some pounds, but I trained at the gym for weights. Like I wanted to get strong because he'd said to me, I'm going to be lifting shit. We're going to be pulling shit and stuff. So I packed some weight on some extra weight on and focused on weight training and then of course that's what was was my undoing in the first two episodes because I was so gassed and letting the team down I thought I'm out of here how embarrassing I'm, I'm gonna last two two days because I'm too bloody chubby <laughs> and too unfit <laughs> so, so it wasn't pretty um, I watched a little bit of George's and Croc got my attention by sending me to the all-star one with David and Luke Toki. Mm. So I was quite intrigued by those two. But then when I rung him, I was like, what? they're not even human. Like, give me an episode where the people are like us. You know, these guys are absolute nut jobs. I can't do that. <laughs> and then he sent me to Georgie and Haley's season. And so I watched that. And I think I got about five or six steps in. But you know, I was moving house and I was freaking out. And the more I watched, the more stressed I got. So I'm like, I'm out. Let's just let's just fly this one out and see how we go. No, no, no prep. <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was, it worked. So on day one of the game, you all arrive and Jonathan is greeting you. And suddenly a helicopter arrives and Sandra steps out. Sandra Diaz Twine, who we all know is the queen of Survivor. And you say... Is it Oprah? (laughs) (laughs) And I have to ask, 
Did you have any idea who Sandra was? No. 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 So did I didn't have any idea who anyone was. So did anybody fill you in on who Sandra was? Like when did you find out? Straight away. Okay. Yeah. So so the helicopter came and I'm like, Yes, it's the God. I thought at first I thought it was um Dave and I was like, This is gonna be great. I'm gonna pair up with him and I'm gonna win Survivor. (laughs) And then the doors opened and then the door things opened and I was like and like as unracist, you know, like I was not. It wasn't that it was just this this woman there. It was that to me, my queen and the biggest person in a helicopter that I could envision was her. <laughs> so really, it's a compliment to Sandra because I had her up there with Oprah. But yeah, that was a bit embarrassing. I didn't think it'd make me said it, and then Gina went, "Oh shit." Let's say it was Oprah. Would you have? <gasps> Would you have worked with Oprah or would you have targeted her because she doesn't need the money? No, come on. Yeah, I would have made absolutely best years with her. I think I would have just said to her, let's leave. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, turn the helicopter around, pick us up, we're out here. (laughs) We don't need this shit. I don't need this shit if she's So your game started right up in a fabulous way. You gained one of the first advantages in the game when you found a clue to a hidden immunity idol hidden at Tribal Council. At Tribal, you managed to beat out Shay to get your hands on it first, even with Bree trying to hold you back by your throat, securing you safety through that vote. Can you tell us how that all went down? And not being familiar with Survivor, did you know what to look for on that podium? Yeah, so the, the letter that the clue that I found that was rolled up I think Brianna heard Geordie say something and then she blabbed it really loud so that instantly gave me a bit of a you're a bit of a pest to do that so she was in my sights for that you know for for what was what was going to unfold and then she got really um chatty with Shay and you know Chrissy's got one you know and I and and the others had told me that she was going for me so I'm like I need this damn idol you know like I've got to find this thing so it had a picture. I didn't know what an idol looked like, but it had a picture at the top of the letter and it said, you know, find this. As soon as everyone's thumbs are on the seats, go for it. So I didn't know if I was looking for something wrapped up or um, like a big necklace or just a little tiny jewel, you know. But the second I walk in there, and, I mean, this is the editing that makes it hard to sort of for you guys to get. I saw it straight away at the podium because it said it had been near Jonathan. So I'm looking as I'm walking in and I'm like, <laughs> What is this? Is this the easiest game I've ever played? Like, what, what, why is everything so easy? And so we sit down, and I, as you can see, I sort of cruise over, and everyone else is sitting except one person, but you're not allowed to go until every butt's on the seat. Mm. So the second the last butt hits, Shay takes one step, Brianna blocks me, sets a pick on me, and I'm like, you weigh 13 kilos, sister. I've got about 75 on you. I'm going to just tear you up. I nearly pushed her in the fire. I either went fire or to the boys. And so, and, and I just ran. But it looked like there was a chat. It looked like Jonathan asked me a question. It looked like two people had a talk. No, it was butt down, boom, and I was there. And then all that other stuff happened after. So uh-huh. I'm holding an idol. I've realised that Bree and Shay are tight because they knew about this happening. So I was shook to my core. But, yeah, it couldn't have been a better opening 24 hours because it also showed everyone, oh, hang on a minute, she's just spent, you know, six hours telling us that she doesn't know anything and she's grabbed a clue and an idol in, <laughs> in the last 10 hours. 
good. Yeah. Do you happen to know the rules of if anybody who had heard where this idol was located could go for it? Or did you have to have a clue to be one of the people to go for that idol? Absolutely. So the clue was really long. It said so much and I was rattled. I'm like, like I even in my interview thing where they're saying what's happened, I'm like, I didn't even get it. There's so much on here. So it says <laughs> other people have got the clue. You need to be assertive. You need to move fast. If someone gets it before you, you don't get to use it. It has to be played that night. You shouldn't tell anyone. Like it had, man, this was an essay. And I'm just like, if I get one part of this wrong, and you know what's really embarrassing, I can tell you guys this because <laughs> the whole world's not going to hear it now. But anyway, as, as I get there and I've got it, <laughs> Jonathan goes, all right, I'm going to go count the votes. And I'm like, wait, I've got an idol. Can I play this idol? And he's like, Christy, just chill. I'm going to ask that in a minute. <laughs> and everyone's just like, she doesn't even know when to play it, but I was so scared that I was going to miss the opportunity to play it. And they're all, I look at them and they're all just like, Oh, that's right. so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Jonathan's like, okay, someone just tell her what's happening here. I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask her if she can play it then if she wants. Gotcha. Iconic. So the tribal where Brianna goes home, you had two votes cast against you, one from Brianna and one from Mark. And Mark told us just the other day that he voted for you at Khan's request and that it caused some problems around camp. And he said that you went on a whodunit for like five days trying to figure out (laughs) who voted for you and that finally he had to come clean. So can you tell us like, what was the fallout from that vote? Tell us more about the whodunit. It was so bad. (laughs) So here's me, like I couldn't move on because I just thought I was so popular (laughs) and I couldn't fathom that someone had written my name down. So I I couldn't sleep and I couldn't move on. And I'm like, it's Shay and Nina. They are too tight with Brianna. And so I picked them both up in the water and they're like, no, like we didn't do it. And just the way that they they were just so raw and real, like they weren't lying. And I'm like, it can't be any of the others because they all love me. Like who voted for me? So then I'm thinking someone's faked it, you know, like, this game is a stitch up. It's not even true. <laughs> and so I just kept, I just kept barking on. I'm like, Josh, who was it? Hurry up. Mark, who was it? And then I'm saying to Mark, all right, well, we're getting rid of the girls. That's it. I'm going to bully them. I've had enough. You, you can't write my name down and get away with it, you know, because I thought I was killing it. And then bloody Mark, he says, um, <laughs> we go back to camp and we're sitting down and he goes, okay, I'm, I'm going to need to talk to you for a minute. And I'm like, what's happened? What's happened? Are we voted out? Like, I, I just remember being so paranoid. And I'm like, what, what is, what's happened? Who, who doesn't like me? Am I getting voted out? And he's like, shut up and listen. And he goes, he goes, don't be mad. But I need to tell you that I voted for you. And I was like, you, you're my number one. Oh, my God. So I stand up and I go to a big old tantrum. I go cry in the toilet. I'm like, I'm going to be here. Look at this game. Where's Croc? Mark hates me. Josh didn't tell me. My alliance is crumbling in front of me. And I go back to camp and I'm like, I don't even want to be here. I'm not doing this. I hate guts to Mark. And he's like, it's all in the plan. I had to do this for Khan. It's instilled us, you know, we're stronger now. I won't write it again. I can see you're upset, but I've got you back. And from that second on, like he said to me, I don't tell anyone anything unless I honestly, honestly mean it. And he goes, we're doing this game together and we're going to be there till the end. And I, I was like, I believe you. 
I believe you. I believed him. And when he explained the calm thing, it cleared it all up. So I'm still cranky, though. <laughs> and as you should be. I know. Okay, let's talk about challenges because for someone who didn't like being outside, you were pretty strong in the challenges. And the one uh, where you were holding a disc with KJ comes to mind, like you did that for a long time. The final immunity challenge, you were up there for a long time, like an hour and a half. And I think that I don't think you've gotten enough credit for that. I mean, I think we can call you a challenge beast. I am so excited because I like I have like things that I wanted to say to you guys and absolutely one of them was how I got so paid out for my shitty performing in challenges, you know, ability. Like everyone gave me a hard time. Chrissy cheats, she pulls out quickly, she's first out, she never wins any, she, she gives up, she's got no, um, you know, stamina for it. Man, there's so many of the challenges that you guys didn't even see. Like, I was toweling everyone up and it felt so good. Like, I was holding double people back in the football challenge to get my team up for the footy. <laughs> I was holding Sandra and Amy in the cage so that Khan could go up. I beat Sophie in the mud wrestle. Like, I had so many wins for my team that no one saw. Like, the big pole, I busted that one. And I was like, how am I being the one that's quitting all the time and the dodgy team member but I, I was actually winning heaps of them like for my team and the individual stuff so I'm glad that that's come up because how I started with the nerves and the, the guys were so um good because I remember I was just freaking out every time we got to challenge like because of heights I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a worry walk with heights I don't really care about weight strength that sort of stuff but heights are a doozy for me so most of my whinging and nerves was for that all the other stuff i'm a hell competitive like i am i've played basketball my whole life so besides the back end blowout before i got there i knew that once i dropped a bit of pounds i'd probably be a bit of a a bit of a nightmare and then you know at the end my absolute favorite challenge of all time was um the fire throwing because we still had a fair few people and I get out, like, second. I, I, I'm um, second to the last throw of those bloody rings to make the final three for the, the yeah, yeah, thing. So I come out and I just couldn't get the ring to hit. But, I mean, the, the people that are beating me, and I've said it in another, another pod, you know, as an SAS soldier, you know, a, a jiu-jitsu ninja bloody warrior, <laughs> warrior. <laughs> Whatever, whatever he is, pilot freak, you know, and then Shay, this ballerina, you know, like I only lost to the best. I didn't lose to the duds. Like I wasn't a dud. Yeah. So thank you. This interview is done. I'm so happy with this. Perfect. We up. can wrap it up. I remember saying, I remember saying that week we were robbed of seeing Chrissy throw fireballs. Like, could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> you might have hit Jonathan. Just <laughs> Just watching them, like they load up and they put these petrol balls into the thing and light it. I was watching going, thank God I didn't make it. I would have lit the set on fire. <laughs> but it was pretty magic to sit and watch them because it was such a cool challenge and just their precision and how they were doing it. I was like, I would have wrecked the entire, entire like, shoot for this because I would have lost my hand. <laughs> So, <laughs> in the episode where Croc goes home, sadly, we, we see your games kind of come to a head. 
He says he appreciates and he respects all the bonds that you've made with Sam and Jesse and Khan, but he's really there to play his own game and not yours. He doesn't want Ben to go home because he's one of the alpha men that Croc was aligned with from the original Blood Tribe. So was it a blessing in disguise that Croc went home at this point as your games were kind of going their separate directions? Oh, it's a massive comment. Um, No, I don't think it was a blessing because it threw me bad and my whole plan was to, you know, get with him, play with him. He would do the strat, I'd focus on the social and together, you know, to have two elements as a couple, I just thought that was going to be pretty fierce. I think what happened was he came in and maybe underestimated how thick my bonds were and he probably underplayed them a little bit and put more focus on what he thought was going to happen once we got to merge. So he thought his strategic and social were really, really on par, whereas I was like, I'm not vibing your social and your strategic. I felt like he'd moved a little bit too early, like, I was doing day by day, whereas he he was doing after merge kind of stuff. He was thinking about what the alliance was going to look like once we actually made merge. Whereas to me, and other people have said it, you know, when Croc went, you got yourself into the six. I'm like, no, I didn't. I was absolutely three in my head. I was way up there. Like Croc and I were way up there with the other two. And he just couldn't see it. I don't know if he didn't see it because of how we were out there. Or when he came in, was he a bit rattled? But I just had to back myself. And then people sort of said, yeah, I can't believe you voted against him. No, I didn't vote against him. I didn't vote with him and I didn't vote for him. So it was really hard because I had to sort of say to him, I've got to back myself here because whilst you haven't been here, I've been building stuff and working out how I'm going to play this damn game. And for him to come in and go, I think we should do this, this and this. I, was, I remember looking at Michelle and Khan and who he was po- poaching this plan to to go for Jess and I was like, far out. Like if he's, if he's thought this through and he is good with this, this could actually work, but my vote for Benny won't impact it. So it's not going to send him home. It's not going to break him and I up. His will go through. I'll have no blood on my hands, mm-hmm. you know, and we still get to stay together. And then, yeah, the, un- oh, the unthinkable happened in that. So after after Croc was voted out, you're saying your goodbyes to him, and you said, I can't play. Did you seriously consider leaving the game? And what was going through your Yeah, 100%. Okay. No lie. Yeah, no lie. I didn't I, – the ups and downs are so intense. And you know, yeah. you've been there. Like, you, one day you are here, next day you are cooked. Then you're back up. And so him going and my besties doing it and Croc's best friend being the one that dogged them in – I just didn't understand where any of my friends were and what am I doing out here if I've got this so wrong and how the hell did he, of all people who everyone loved, get it that wrong and then the blind side hurt so much and I was like, I'm done. What, what else have I got to give? If, I, if I'm playing this out, what the hell am I going to do here? So I just remember saying, I can't do this. I don't want to play without you. You know, can, can you take my buff and swap? You know, like you, you, you can nail this. I had a bit of guilt as well from the challenge because obviously we didn't do the challenge well because we wanted to go to jury because we wanted to finish the job on Ben. So I think I just felt sick. I was on a real, real low and he just hugged me like never before. Oh, not emotional yet. Christ, how long have we got to go? (laughs) I got a little tear going too. (laughs) Oh. Oh, but for someone to have the power to make you go, you're not going anywhere, you've got this. 
you know, that was enough for me to say, all right, I'll get this. If I'm going to do it, let's have a crack. God, don't waste it now. And you're here. It's not like I can knock, you know, go home and go, oh, no, I pulled out. So he just said, come on, you got this. What what broke the what broke the whole night, though, was he didn't turn around. Like, after he, he gave everyone a real quick hug. And then he gave me a real big one and gave me a bit of a pep talk and said the girls are going to die when they watch this. You know, come on, have a real crack. I want you to do this. And then he just walked. He didn't turn around. And I was like, oh, he's so mad. You know, he's so mad at everyone and I didn't want him to be mad at me. But... And then what was amazing was we went back to camp and I was so pissed off in the car and I was upset I couldn't stop crying. And we got back there and Sammy's like, just leave her. Like everyone wanted to chat and Sammy said, just leave her. She's allowed to be upset. This is massive. She doesn't know what's really going on. And I, know, I just knew that if I was mad at her and Jesse and Ben and I went in sour, would it jeopardise? all the work that I'd done to make these guys my friends. That's part of the game. Eventually, everyone's got to go home. So I didn't want to be the mopey one because I knew that that would piss me off if we came back and someone really dragged out that, you guys are jerks and oh, I can't believe you did it. Like You don't need negative energy when it's already so intense in there. And then Jesse pulled me and he just said the same. He's like, this doesn't change anything. I heard Croc was going for me. Benny was a dog and told her, you know, that's his best friend. So He's still not going to respect Benny. Um, it is what it is, but I just want you to know moving forward we're going to be okay. And I respected Sam and Jesse for doing that so much that I nearly just put crop to the back of my head and said, game on. You know, like they didn't, they weren't ratty and scatty and talking about me and making me be by myself. They grabbed me straight away, kept me included in our gang. And yeah, mm. it was good. It was good for considering how bad it was. How's that? Well, I feel like your game really went to the next level when we got to the merge. And you said yourself that you had hairy legs and a mustache and it wasn't going to be for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to quickly check that while I'm sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) And of course... How embarrassing. Like, I've got 3,000 students. I can't be getting around like that for nothing. So that was switch on. You can't see it on TV. You never noticed that on TV. Yeah, good. <laughs> but of course we I saw a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> of course we saw Sam split from her alliance with Khan and of course he goes home that episode and he was one of your closest allies and Sam joins the the majority alliance that Mark had started forming over on the New Blood Tribe and you obviously make your way into that alliance as well through your relationship I think to Sam, Mark and Josh. But we didn't really get to see how that happened. So I'm wondering how you navigated the, that early stage of the merge. Oh, you know, I was so excited for merge. I didn't know what it was. So all I knew is that we were getting a massive feed and we got to change our headband. I was pumped. I'm like, what? Because everyone took fishing rods and the boxes and the pillows and we turn up on the mat and, I, and, and they're saying, this could be merge. We're getting close. Even if it's not merge, we take all the stuff back. But if it is merge, We could be going to another campsite. So I was frothing because I get bored pretty easily. So by now I'm thinking, yes, let's change this up a bit. And then, of course, Jonathan says it and all these purple buffs come out and I was like, oh, shit, we've made that big thing for that wins for lunch. I made the next step. I'm bloody, I'm killing it. (laughs) And then I finally got to meet Jordan because, you know, obviously by now I don't have Crocs, Benny's gone. I'm feeling pretty thick with my crew. Um, And, you know, in... In my strategic, limited strategic mind, I'm thinking, okay, so Mark's going to get back with Sam, Josh is going to get back with 
Jordan. I'm in no man's land, but I'm still <laughs> delusional in thinking, oh, I'm massively dominating, you know, this, and this merger is going to instill how thick our bond was because they left, the two boys left, you know, for them to come back, was it still going to be the same? And within about 30 seconds, I'm like, I am good to go. <laughs> this is going to work out this great. <laughs> And then that's when it started. Like that's when I feel like we really knuckled down and um, started playing the game because I've had so much hate, you know, by the old keyboard warriors saying she was a goat, she didn't deserve to be there. But I just know that those guys had my back and I was an, a guaranteed trusting vote and thought, you know, and person in their alliance. So not only had I made merge, but in my head, I was a threesome with Mark and Sammy. I was a threesome because I proved myself to Geordie by keeping Jesse, and I was a threesome with the boys. So I was—I felt like I was killing. You were, you were. <laughs> so after Jesse gets voted out, Geordie is working overtime to convince everyone that Sam and Mark had a secret second idol. After already saying. That the idol went home with Jesse. Went home. We saw you yes, entertain. <laughs> we saw you entertaining the idea that the second idol existed, and you really seem to be the only one entertaining this for a time. So, can you tell us your perspective on Jordy's story versus Sam and Mark's story? Yeah. So I feel like I was the only one. I think Josh knew deep down that there may be, but I feel like the way that Jordy acted, and I'll never forget it. So Jesse and Sam talked for just a little bit too long. You know when you hug someone to say goodbye and you had a good game, that's funny, you did well, love you, ring me, get in the DMs, you know, and <laughs> hug and out, right? This this was long because I was sitting there and I'm looking up going, what the hell are you two talking about? Like it was too long. And I'm like, what, are, we, are you talking about phone numbers now? Like <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and then Jesse's face, like Jesse was like, you know, like, and I'm thinking he's, you know, he's saying something heavy. And then Geordie goes, after he hugs Jesse, he sits down and he puts his hands up like this and he goes, oh, my God, like, this is a stitch up. And for me, for someone who tries to read people and get a little bit deeper, I'm like, what's a stitch up? What has he just been told that's a stitch up? Like, it's not a stitch up to go home. A blindside's not a stitch up. A blindside's great. Well done. Well played. See you later. So I just felt those were two little weird things that happened. And then when we got back, after Geordie had said to us, she's that good, she sent Jessie home with an idol, we've got to get rid of her, she's that good, how can she do that, you know? The next morning he woke up and he goes, without even an apology on the lie <laughs> or to sort of get in there softly, he goes, no, that's not what happened. No, Mark and Sam have got the idol. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, Mark and Sam have got the idol and I'm like no they don't I go Jesse's a super fan and then I'm like this is this is something I'm onto something here so then I hit Mark up straight up and he's like no and I'm not gonna say it again we're not having this conversation every day he's a screw loose he's getting in your head let it go so then I was like mm, I'm not gonna let it go so then the next day I'm like Marky Marky show me a bag what's in your bag you know like <laughs> I've got two. I just need one. Just give me one. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I can see him. He's just, you know, because he was very funny as well. Like in in interviews, he's actually said that Geordie would say to him, "Boy, so I've got this idea how to play this second idol of yours." And Mark reckons that he'd say, 
I don't know what you're talking about, mate. You know, with this real funny, you know, I know that you know, but I'm not going to tell you I know because I don't want you to know that I know, you know. Like, <laughs> and, and to me, that's just so funny because it's so Mark and you didn't see that edit. Like, he's funny. So when I'm saying to him every day, no one's looking and there's like 50 cameras, just quickly tell me, you got it? You got two A. Like, you got it? I, I would do anything. I will vote for Josh. Just give me this, you know. And So, yeah, I definitely thought there was something sus. But Mark was so convincing that it just hmm. back of the head. Hmm. I pushed it to the back and hoped that they didn't. Okay. I want to talk about it's just a, a little diversion here, but your hall pass, Jonathan, because <gasps> I think we feel the same way here. But let's just let's just go back. Where did your obsession with Jonathan start? And did he live up to your expectations? Uh, I can still smell you. <laughs> <laughs> like, <especially. laughs> you know, this is so embarrassing because I didn't even like him from Survivor because I didn't know Survivor. So I knew Jeff more than Survivor than Jonathan because I'd seen the American ones that Crockett said, watch this, watch the beginning of this. I was like, no, no. <laughs> so then Underbelly, Underbelly was where Jonathan came in because I just thought he was just wild wild actor in that and I absolutely crossed his role so then when I saw him on the mat and how buff he was he's really little but he was just buffed and always wet he was always he's always wet. wet he's shiny sweaty man he has like a he has like a lady that oils him and I'm like how do I get that shit? like I'm on that wait job, wait shit. wait I'm like really wait he actually has a lady that oils him yeah like he has like a This is so the best he'll... insider scoop we've ever received. <laughs> she like she like zhuzhes him, so she like fluffs around and around him. He has a fluffer. Great. <laughs> he has a fluffer, and she has to do this. Like he, he, I don't think he puts his own sun cream on. I'm like, I, I have time. I, I can do this. I, I don't need the stretch hat. I can apply for you, JLP. Um, look, I, I drive him up the wall though. <laughs> he's never he's never spoken to me. I don't think he likes me. He's tweeted a couple of things. Um, there was enough footage for them to make a mini clip out of my crush on Jonathan, mm. which is crazy. We loved it. Uh, maybe I should maybe I should have been trying to work on the resume a bit more and not the <laughs> CV on how to get Jonathan to fall in love with me. But um, you know what? What you don't see is he does chat to us and he says some funny things and. I remember asking him, do you like me? In, one, in the last challenge when we're hanging off the cliff, I needed to change my mindset because the height was just so horrific. So I said, Jonathan, will you talk to me if I talk to him? And he's like, oh, God, all right, go. You've got a couple of questions. That's all you're getting. <laughs> and then I, I remember we tried to play, I tried to play like cat versus dog, you know, you know which one, what do you choose? And he's like, dog. And then Australia or America, uh, Australia. And then I'm like, what about blonde <laughs> John says brunettes, and he's like, "No, Chrissy, we're not doing this." <laughs> I'm like, ah, come on, come on, come on! But he would he'd have little chats with us, but you know, he's pretty serious, and I think he liked seeing me get my mojo as the game went on because he'd say, "You know, Chrissy's ready." He's looking a bit warrior with the braids, or you know, you're at, you're at tribal, and he's like, "I feel like you've switched on now, Chrissy. What's your move here?" You know, so. He did. I think he liked me, but I absolutely drove him up the wall. And, yeah, no hall pass needed. (laughs) (laughs) I still got my ticket. (laughs) 
Well, there's something else I want to talk about that was iconic, and that's purgatory. Should we go back to Jonathan or go to purgatory? No, Jonathan's done. He's had way too much. (laughs) Purgatory. Did you ever figure out how to pronounce it or what the hell it is? No, No, I still don't know what it is. I've been told that it's so heaven and hell and you go in the middle and you wait there until you get the allowance to go up. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have to go there, thank God, because I don't think I would have gotten in anyway. But, yeah, that was horrific. That, that whole thing was full on because I remember stop. I stopped watching when in George's season, I think his name was Brayden or Payden, Payden yeah. he had to go to redemption. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell no, if they even think for one minute that they're going to send me away from what I'm trying to learn now, so I just turned it off. I was like, I can't watch any more of that. And then when they said, everyone in my tribe started saying, you know, the purgatory is going to happen or this purgatory is going to be a thing soon. Threw me for an absolute hate. Yeah. Hey, it's rolling off the tongue right now. Purgatory. Oh, I know. I practiced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not purgatory. I thought we purgatory. renamed it to You Were Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Were Shit. We didn't like you. <laughs> Bugger off, we'll decide who comes back and we'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> I don't understand why you don't call things what they are. Yeah. yeah, call it what it is. Okay, getting back to the game. Uh, the tribal where Sam is voted out, you noticed Jordan sending signals from the jury, presumably about Sam having maybe two idols or Jesse's idol, something. He was making signals. What exactly did you see and how did you interpret it? Yeah, so George, George wasn't saying any, because we're not allowed to, and he's not a rule breaker. It was, he, Jordan's eyes to me were enough for me to pick up something's going on. So he didn't lift two fingers. He wasn't clapping. Like, he's not a dog. That didn't happen. You, you can have anything happen from way later in the edit and bring it forward to that. But to me, George was livid. So he needed us to know you know, that something was going down. At the beginning, I thought he was just asking, how are you? Are you feeling okay? <laughs> are you hungry? You, you know, are you, are you going well? You know, but then when, when he was sort of looking, you know, like, you need to start picking up Chrissy on the vibe here. <laughs> and then I remember saying to Josh, look at George. He is literally staring at Sammy, like, what is what is being delivered here without any language? And, of course, the twins had this mental telepathy thing as well and they were able to sign sort of stuff so I'm pushing the boundaries I'm trying to get as much as I can out of it um I don't think Josh even looked up there but I it was enough for me Jordan's eyebrow raising for me to go he's trying to tell us something whether he's telling us the idol is true it's not or this person's a snake and get out of this alliance or I'm learning stuff in jury that you guys don't know there was a message coming out and for me it was just enough to sort of see the looking down because the angle was that he was looking at Sammy. So I was like, shivers, this is another thing on my radar telling me that these guys have, you know, got some things up their sleeve that we should all be talking about a bit more. But so Sam went home, but did it change the way you viewed Mark or like did it just put more suspicion in your mind that that second idol was real? No, because in hindsight, like wouldn't they have played it? Like, I don't know, I, did they not want to waste the one that they had? I think I just tried so hard so many times with Mark that 
it was kind of getting boring and Geordie had just flogged this story so hard for so long that I was like done with it. And to be fair, I was so close to Mark that if he did have one, maybe he'd use it on me. I don't know. Like I, I don't think he'd use it. I don't think he would have saved me and let me win Survivor or anything like that. But I felt so close to him and so connected in my alliance that maybe it was a good thing that my guy had to if he did. But it, it just wasn't. Yeah, I just never, never dropped the ball on the guys having my back, you know, idle, no idle, merge, no merge, no, nothing really impacted it. Because once I'm locked in, I've got a ridiculously addictive personality. So once something's locked in for me, I don't sort of go sideways on it. Yeah, no, it was all good. The semi-vote was tough, though, because we, we, we kind of did ideally want to flush it because we knew our numbers were low if she went. We weren't really ready to move on her, but they couldn't have everything. So mm -hmm. you can't have the necklace, the pet. You can't have two pendants and two idols, the necklace and a pair. It's too much. So Josh and I were like, no, nah, we're going to okay, let's make a move something. And then we risked it. And then Mark was cranky because obviously our numbers were low, but still we kept our heads. Us three didn't budge. We didn't, we could have really thrown ourselves into a term of chaos nearly, but no, mm -hmm. it was good. So at one point in the challenge with the vertical puzzle building, you give up your puzzle and instead help Josh on his. Did that cause any rift between you and Mark, who also really needed immunity that day? And were you worried at the public display of assisting Josh how that would allow everybody else to perceive you and how close you were in the with your relationship? Yeah, this, got, this has been asked heaps of times too. So... You guys didn't see, but in the challenge um, before where the you, you send the ball up and it dominoes down and you've got to stop it from knocking all the bricks over. So I absolutely got Mark over the line for that challenge. He was ready to throw and his bricks, his dominoes, he couldn't see it, but there were two, it was a couple of them had about a seven centimetre gap because we'd worked out how much each because I was next to him I could see I'm like it's not going to make it and I'm like stop Mark wait 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 you've got to come back come back hold the ball you've got to come back send it up sprint back because these two here so like if the gap's meant to be like that it was like that mm -hmm. and I just could see it so clearly so he didn't send the ball there that time the second time he did it made it thank god he won it and that you know binded us heavily so I sort of had helped him in the last one so to help Josh I never thought Mark's going to be mad because now it's one all you know like if mm -hmm. I can give if I can give Josh one piece of the puzzle for this Mark's not going to be cranky Mark was mad at himself Geordie was mad at me because Geordie was actually in a good position but I was yelling out a couple of pieces for Josh for that and then in that edit it did look like I gave Joshy 50 pieces of that puzzle I didn't he didn't ask for help he didn't need my help he was on a roll he was absolutely killing it but I did give him some, and I let everyone know that this is what I was going to do. I was so far behind. I chose two pieces that weren't even close. I'm colorblind, so I was, in, I was never going to be a chance anyway. And, um, yeah, I got a bit of stick for that because they said, A, I cheated, and B, why don't I, have a, why don't I have a crack? You can't keep helping everyone to try and get them to, to, to keep you on board. But it wasn't about that. It was just I needed one of those two to win. Josh was ahead. He was next to me. I'd already helped Mark in a previous one, so I just threw a couple of pieces and a couple of ideas to Josh. And you don't see it, but he's he's such a cranky shit. He's like, I've got this. Chill out. I've got this. It's all good. It's all good, Chrissy. Love you, but I've got this. And I'm like, oh, whatever. 
go on then, do it yourself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you better bloody win. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he won and we were stoked because every time they did something good, you know, it was us three. It was, it was us three that did something good, you know, like, and it was pushing me, it was pushing me more, you know, into their gang and such. So, yeah. So after, <laughs> after that puzzle aired on the television, you shot back at Twitter trolls making fun of you for asking, what's vertical during the challenge? Saying that you're an educator and you, of course, know what vertical means. Now, were you playing up the silly, goofy version of you that we've all fallen in love with this whole season? Or was there an aspect of being hungry and tired and mentally exhausted where you were like, yeah, what both. the hell's vertical? I <laughs> So in my, I'm very aware of what a horizon is. I do teach from grade K to 12. I am, I went to uni. Um, I love the idea of decreasing the threat level before a challenge, you know, like, so I most of the time would go, I can't get down that low or I don't like the stand touching me just to remind them. She is sort of getting towards the end of these challenges, but let's just quickly remind them that I don't like mud touching me. So I'm probably not going to dive into the mud or, so when they said vertical puzzle at the end, of course I'm going to be like, wait, do I go up? Are the pieces thick? Am I going sideways? Yes, I play. I played that role. I think a little bit more than more than I should have because I have been stamped with a bit of a dumbass brush. However, I was very aware of vertical meaning to go up. My theory behind saying that just sort of took the pinch off a little bit. And yes, I was hungry. I was tired. You look sideways now and you'd know, Ricard, like you, people are less, you know, they're looking for a reason to take someone out each day. So I kind of felt like don't be scary or don't be, I didn't want them to recognise that I kind of was coming third, fourth or fifth in the challenges consistently over the Daves and the KJs and, you know, Jord even. I was sort of doing okay in the challenges. I didn't want it to stand out too much, but, yeah, being tired, maybe that helped me look a little bit more docile. <laughs> That's an extremely aware strategy for challenges. Like for somebody yeah. who's never seen it, like too purposely out loud. I'm, I was way too focused on just I need to win this challenge to even think about what others perceived me as. That is extremely like, aware. Yeah, but I could never win. Like I just I didn't have the confidence in myself to ever get to a challenge except for one. I'll circle back to it. There was only one challenge out of every single one where I went, I got this in the bag. Every other one, I would look and go, he can't not win this. or She will dominate this when no one's a chance. So I was never, ever a threat to win, but I was being consistent and I didn't want to be recognised as someone that was, hang on a minute, she's gone under the radar for being social because she's in everyone's pocket. She's also coming real close to a couple of these challenges. And if she's not winning, the person that she helps wins. So I just needed to be a little bit careful there. The only one challenge that I should have won and I'm gutted because I was the first out, like how's the irony in that? We had to, um, you know, that one where you, you picked up the things and you had to hold them here like this? Yeah. You had to hold like this? In like a little bicep so, curl, yeah. Yeah, like a little curl. But the thing with that one is it was weight dependent. So because I'd lost weight, but I'd gotten stronger and more confident. My weight was so light. It felt so light. And my my strength was strong because I was eating, you know, proper food for once, like not eating Maccas. So I felt good. So walking out when I saw it and when I felt it, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a necklace. 
I'm going to march on out. My students are going to froth this. And I got in the zone and I was concentrating and, I'm and you know, Jonathan talked and I'm like, nah, because I just, I was not meditating. I could never do that in a million years. But I just said, just go to sleep. Think of Seinfeld. Go through an episode of because you've got this. Because you've got this. So I'm like straight away, okay, we'll do the George one when he pushes the old lady out of the way and I'm like, man. <laughs> and I just. I can't believe it. I got a fright. Someone said my name because they said that I was a bit low and they were assisting me and saying, come on, pull your, pull your things up. And I got a fright and I friggin' was out first and the water dropped and I couldn't believe it. Like I'd even said walking into producers, like, you know, he not allowed to talk to them. Uh-huh. You know, he can't say anything. I'm like, get your money on me for this. I have got <laughs> this in the bag. And they're like, Chrissy Shush. And I'm like, get your betting because I know you're bet. <laughs> Get your bedding because Chrissy's going to take this out. Oh, God. <laughs> Dang. So that was the only one. That was the only one. Wow. Well, there's been a lot of talk about the women's alliance that never materialized this season. And we saw Shay make that deal with Jordy and Josh to go on the spa day, breaking her promise to you and KJ. Had you gone Naughty on girl. the spa day with Shay and KJ, do you think that the women's alliance could have happened? Like, were you really open to that? No. No. And I've had hate over it, like, why are you staying with the boys? No, because the girls were still chitter-chattery. They were still a little confusing in their chats. They weren't thick with anyone. I was fixated. Sean, I was fixated on final three. So the fact that I'm starting to see if Mark and Josh pair up and KJ and Shay as such, I'm still this, where am I? You know, like they could turn. I knew that they're probably going to take me, but they could turn. So, no, if I had gone on the day spa, I reckon I would have frosted it. But my loyalty was still so thick with the other two. Like I said on day two to both of them, all right, you get me to you get me to the end. You know, I'll take you guys as well. Let's let's battle out because if you win, I win. You know, like mm. that's how thick your your ties are so thick out there. They're family. If, if they win, you know, if Mark had a one, he's got Harry and Sammy. If Joshie had a one, new baby. If I won, we'll win, you know, whereas the girls, I just wasn't that thick with them. I was close to KJ and Shay and I got along, but no, I don't think the spa would have stapled it for me. I started thinking after the phone call that I needed to break my loyalty to Mark and Josh and think about my loyalty to my kids and my hubs at home. That's when that happened, but no. Not the day spa, too early. Meaning too that early. you think that uh, after the phone call that, okay, if I break my loyalty to Mark and Josh, what, I have a better chance in the final three against Shay and KJ? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I knew my heart, which I just lost to the whole game, my heart only wanted the boys. I could only see one of us telling it up and just being happily ever after. My head was like, you take these girls, you are all three. You know, like, you three have all got something. It's not Mark with all three, Josh with all three, Chrissy with one. Like, I just had social. I didn't talk much straight. And I certainly wasn't physical, recognised physical at all. So Shay was physical. KJ was straight. Chrissy social. I knew everyone liked me. If they had to pick from that, from people that didn't massively, massively impact survivor blood versus water, I probably probably knew deep down I might have had it in the bag, if you want to be arrogant, you know. Hmm. That's what everyone's blown up and said. What an idiot. Why did she do that? Did she realise she just lost 500k? But to me, I'm, I'm still happy now. So it doesn't matter. Good. 
Well, I have to say that seeing you get towards that final three, and there's a great, great scene, I think it's in the second last episode opening it, where you sort of break down all of the various options and how your final three in all of them was just thrilling to watch. And I'm just curious, as you approached that and you started to realize, wait, everybody here has to bring me to the final three. So I mean, I don't think it's, it sounds like you had never seen a final tribal council before in never. a previous season. And so, this is, so, so, and we'll go there. We'll go there later. Yeah. So, yeah. so how do you prepare for how, like, oh, did you start preparing for it? Did you start thinking about it? No, hmm. I still didn't think about it till, till the, till Josh went. That is the day that I said, good God, where's the pen and paper? I'm going to start writing something because I think you tell a story. I didn't know that you, yeah, we, we can go there. We can go there, but I didn't, if I had a scene one and seen how how you need to put your whole self on the line and give it every single thing you've got because they want to know and they want you to prove it to them. Had I have just seen one, maybe it would have gone differently. But then when I look back, I still don't think I left anything out. Like you don't see it all. That you got about two minutes. I, I spoke for like six or seven minutes. Like I spoke, I spoke. I said heaps more than what I said. What you saw, and I loved what I said. And by the end of it, they were smiling and they were happy and they were proud of me. You know, but not, not for a long time whilst it was happening. So, no, I didn't think for one second about this pitch. All I could think was, <laughs> here I come. <laughs> I'm going to win tomorrow <laughs> because I just didn't see how, you know, like and so many people have said to me, oh, even that um, Johnny Fairplay is like, she's jinxed herself, this idiot, she's jinxed herself, she's going home, you know. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm, even still I'm not jinxing myself because I just knew how tight I was with, with all of them. There was, there was no one that I went, oh, you might not take me, you know, because there's three, don't forget. You, you you got another thirty three percent chance of him in there, so I, I definitely that was a bit embarrassing to watch back because I felt really arrogant and silly. But at the time, like I remember, like the producer goes, "Fishy, we need to go talk," and I go, "You better get your mic ready because I have got something to say." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like standing here, so he's here, and I got no pants on because I I, I never wear pants. So I cruise up and I'm like. Right, and I go, listen to this. <laughs> He's like, hang on, just wait. I'm going to ask the questions, and I'm like, no, no, no. You need to listen. Like, I am going to be in the top three. <laughs> and, and since, like, since the show's finished and we're allowed to talk to them, like, I've talked to him, and it's that funny. He's just like, I was holding the camera, and he's like, it was like this. <laughs> he just couldn't believe how cocky I was because I hadn't been like that. Like I'm not a cocky person. I'm not mean, but I just couldn't. I couldn't unsee whether they didn't think I was good enough, so they'd take me, or they genuinely love me. I was, I was heading in there to chat, and my kids were going to get to come and see Jonathan. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just skipped a few days. <laughs> it was the best confessional of the entire season in my opinion like hands down the best sean and i were texting each other freaking (laughs) out over it loved it so (laughs) (laughs) we saw you we saw you vote against mark at the final five which makes a lot more sense especially with what you said about the phone call with your kids now 
This vote ends up being a, to- yeah, a tie between Josh and KJ. Now, in the revote, you vote for KJ. So, can you walk us through this shift on not taking out one of the boys, your process on voting out KJ instead? And was it the fact that you were willing to take out Mark and not Josh? Like, were you just not willing to take out Josh at that point? Oh, look, when you when you look back at it, it's a shit show because how I thought it was going to go, what my plan was, and how it got executed is just a nightmare. So my theory was to pump up that resume. If I, you know, poached to the girls and said, look, let's do Mark, he's absolutely way way too good to be here this long. Uh, that could be my move. The girls and I put Marky down and off he goes. And then we go back to camp and Josh would have seen that I'd chosen him, obviously. Um, then Josh and I could have worked out, you know, pending that Shay didn't win, who would go home. And then off we trot to the final three, you know. However, epic fail. The girls, for some reason, put the names on Joshy and then I think for me once I realized what had happened I was so cranky because the one time I'd gone strat and tried to go with the girls it was a stitch up and I was like oh my goodness you know like why would you do it you you pull away from your plan you deviate away from what you've you know played your whole game like and it's wrecked it so everyone keeps saying to me if you had 10 seconds walking up there you know and you had have just thought I write Josh's name here, here's your big move. You can still have redemption. You can get Mark for the next one and then it's the girls in the final. You know, what if, what if, what if? But it wasn't, that, that wasn't in my head. I was so cranky that the girls had let me down on the Mark vote that I just was like, nah, you wrecked it now. I'm going to go with my heart. That's what I should have done the whole time. However, when I got back to camp, the boys were sort of like, what did you do? You cooked it. You guys can't even work out a plan to make it work, you know. And Josh was fixated, which was really tough. He was fixated on the fact that I'd thrown him under the bus and risked his game. He didn't like that me doing that meant that the next vote would 100% be him because that was in his head. Whereas me, I was like, we've drifted apart a bit. This is going to seal the deal for me. He's going to realise that I've chosen him. You know, he's the number one. Marky was number two. Mark's gone home. Who's going to go final three with us? But it didn't go like that. He still had in his head that, you know, I'd let him down and me throwing Mark's name and putting Mark's name risked his game. And then that's when we really pulled away from each other because I had a bit of an ego shot. I, I thought they were taking the piss a bit that I'd stuffed it up and that the girls had stuffed it up. And so then I was like, all right, well, unfortunately, since you're both here now, one of you's got to go. And then that's when I had to make that really hard call to sort of say to Josh after Mark and him had had a chat. Because, see, don't forget, you don't see all this, but for every day after every tribal, Josh and I would go back and chat, you know, and he'd pull me first and we'd get deep and we were close, you know. We were always talking strat and he really included me in all of the strat stuff, whereas me and Mark, Mark and I didn't really talk a lot of strat. We were just really social and sort of together. But we, he, Mark never said to me, what do you think about this? He never, ever, ever said, What's your thoughts on this? Whereas Josh was always, okay, you've seen these two. Who's going to go here? Your thoughts on these two? What are you thinking about this? Do you want to go early on this? Should we wait one more? So Josh and I did talk a little bit of strat, but only when it was necessary. Mark and I never did. So I think when I got back there and I look around and I'm like, where's Josh? Where's Tay? And I'm, I'm looking and then they're like, oh, him and Mark have gone for a chat. And I go to Shay, 
had they left us, because in my head I'm like, one of those two should have pulled me first. You know, that would have been the move. And when I realised that they'd both gone, I was like, oh, what? Like, I am the left one out. I am left out here. Like, I, I've, I've been silly. And then Josh then goes, I think, with Shay. Shay might have said, come on, Josh. And Mark was like, Christy, I need you now. So so Mark pulls me over to the, to the, to the place where we'd always hung out and sort of did most of our quiet chats. And he just sits down and in three seconds just goes, Josh is going for you. He wants everyone to load up on you. I'm going to write Josh's name. You're going to be my friend forever. I'm not going to make you feel bad. I don't want you to have to have the guilt about this. I know you're that kind of person and it's going to cheer you up, but I need you to know that when this game's over, I've got you back and your vote doesn't impact how I feel about you. You know, you're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. It's just a game. And I couldn't even speak. I was just like, wait, go, go back. Josh is what? You know, like I just... I couldn't believe that he'd pitched my name and then I thought about it and thought, yeah, well, look, maybe that is exactly what's happened because we had sort of drifted apart. The worst part for Josh and I now is if we had have just done what we did the entire 45 days and just completely had each other's back, it would have been a complete different narrative and we'd be having a different discussion right now, but who cares? It is what it is. It's done. Everyone's fine. We've all moved on, but I think just coming back, the girls let me down. Josh pulled Mark before me. Then I went, okay, you know what? The phone call was the icing on the cake. you got to play now, Chrissy. If you're going to have a significant crack, you've got to play. And then, of course, Shay won. So the, the writing was on the wall for Josh, yeah. So you talked quite a bit about the hate you received from so-called fans on social media. What was your experience like watching the show as it aired and getting that instant feedback online? That's a lot. You know, for someone who's lived a very sheltered and positive, non-negative, you know, I absolutely despise bullying. So I am in bullying agencies at school and stuff. So that was a lot because in my head I knew what I'd done out there was there was nothing malicious. I knew I played a really fun game and I didn't do anything that I was embarrassed of and I didn't have any regrets. So then for the fans and the super fans to be hating on me for this goat, game that I played and not for them to have the thoughts that I guess I had on my game it crushed me so bad but what was hard was I was still dealing with jury that last jury and the thoughts and the feelings that I had from that so I kind of had two real negative kind of things happening all at once so to watch it back was hard and then to relive it was even harder and then to get the hate was hard so and I know, I'm not stupid, I have so many people that loved it and love me and have said some of the most nicest things I've ever heard in my life. So I'm, I take the good way further than I take the bad. But we're human and you read it, you can't deny that you don't want to know what people are thinking. So the two or three bad per 100 good, all I saw was the bad, you know. And they just went for me like they were really harsh. And I don't know if you should be like that invested in something that it makes you that angry like I feel like going to these guys what give me what else you got going on guys like if you're that invested I need you to step away from the couch because it's not that big a deal you know um someone got me a doozy on my insta and said um this is hard because my kid read it Chrissy can't believe Chrissy got casted she either has brain cancer 
a bit dumb or she deserves it. But that was the, that just killed me. And I thought, what uh, what is this world that we're living in? This is a TV show for fun, you know, and this person literally is going to say that with people that actually do have cancer or brain cancer and have lost people to that disease. And they want to say that about me. So I lost my head over it, rung Channel 10, and I needed some real help to get through that one because my kids saw it as well. And then I just was like, you know what, I'm going to block the shit out of all of you idiots because you're absolute losers. And someone said to me, the good people and the smart people and the people that are important don't have time to write the nice stuff because they're at their job saving the world. You know, they're doctors and lawyers and mums and dads and, you know, they're doing real things. These people haven't got much going on and you're going to listen to them. And I was like, that's it, I'm done. You know, I've got to stop listening and reading this. So I came away from the banter of it but I was still harvesting the yucky feelings I had from final jury and some of the stuff that had I'd re-watched just the night before so it was all just a little bit raw but now it's fine looking back now it's fine I'm stronger Shay put a post up and kind of went in on some gender stuff and I'm not going to comment on that because for me it absolutely wasn't the time to talk about gender that jury was more for me I'd seen some of the behaviors of those guys being a teacher quite childish um what I saw was them being a bit petty nearly and a little bit immature and bratty. And, you know, I would have given them a couple of hidings up there if I had been their mums because it was it was taken to the next level condescending-wise. But I didn't fear. I didn't, and let me be clear, I didn't fear. I wasn't scared. They weren't misogynistic. These boys weren't scaring me in any way. These were my brothers, you know, like these are people that I absolutely adored. But they were pissed that I was sitting in the beautiful three-seat chair, pitching away what they wanted to be doing. So I let them have it, you know, at the end, which you don't see, and I stood up for myself and I had I'd taken each hit and I was like, okay, you've said, you've said that already and, yeah, I know you said I'm a goat. Yeah, I know you said I don't deserve to be here. But then by the end I was like, you know what, shut up. Um, mother, mother, Hubbard's coming out. <laughs> you're just jealous that I'm here and you're not. So shut up. Let's stop there. I've done this, this, and this. You didn't do this, this, and this. So let's move on, you know. Yeah. And and that's when they went, okay, there it is. That's what we wanted her to do, you know. So it's a shame you don't get to see it all, but I'm sort of glad you didn't. Yeah, I wish we had seen that, honestly, because I love that you stood up for yourself. And I know that women and especially mothers have a really, really hard time at that final tribal council. And it's uh, it's global. It happens in U.S. Survivor. It happens in Australian Survivor. And it's frustrating to watch, honestly. It's frustrating. It's like we're not allowed to, you know, even with the semi thing, if a guy did what she did, that'd be a bloody clerk, mate. You know, like, why? Because we're a mom, are we meant to be, yeah. I mean, we don't even we, we don't even need to go there, but yeah, that's that's how I felt. It was like I, I was the mum and I'd let them down. How could I care for them all out there so much and cook and clean and love them out there? But then, how come I was allowed to be there and not them? It's silly, but it's all good now. Are you a Survivor fan now? And are you going to be watching U.S. Survivor? It's forty three. Yeah. Oh my forty two. <laughs> The next one. There's one on now. Yeah, the one that's so, on now um, is 42. The yeah, next so one is 43. Yeah, mine's mine's still too mine's still too 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 um, fresh. Way too fresh. So I'm not going to watch 42. I'm definitely going to watch 43 because yes, I have the survivor bug, 
So am I a super fan? Absolutely not. I have way too much to learn still, but I am 100% going to watch the next US Survivor and completely enjoy the enjoy the ride of watching them do exactly what we just did. <laughs> Love that. For, for about half the amount of time because they're only out there for yeah, 26 days. Compared to us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what are you taking away from your survivor experience and what did you learn from yourself? Learn about yourself. I'm taking so much away from my survivor journey because going in and having zero and coming out and having what I've got now and what I've learned and what I know. Yes, it's a TV show. You know, your 15 minutes of fame is up. The next tribe comes through and the next characters are made. But what I found from going on this show out about myself and just about my relationships with people, um, the people that I now have in my world that I really have on a high platform and, and can't wait to, you know, see how their lives sort of pan out. I, I'm just so thankful. So in terms of me personally, I never give myself probably enough credit for the stuff that you actually can do when you're thrown in the deep end. And in terms of, you know, being that mum stereotype, you do put everyone else first, you know, and this was something that Croc said, just do it, have a crack. You know, like there's been some couple of years of hell, like there's some real, real big things that have happened in my, in my circle with my friendship groups and family in the last couple of years prior to Survivor. And I was like, if we can just get a giggle out of this, if I can do something that makes someone laugh or even just makes them say, oh, she, she did it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply, I'm going to do it because I've always wanted to do it, so I'm going to do it. That's enough. That's so good. You know, what, what's around the corner, I don't know yet. I don't know what's to come. I'm not going to predict anything or hope for anything. I don't have unrealistic expectations of my, of my journey and what's to come. But I do know that I've definitely found my kick again. Um, I'm happy to give anything a go and, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful. I met great people, you know, out of my tribe, but I also met some unbelievable people in production and they are definitely going to be in my life forever. So, Well, I think we, we need to see you somewhere because I don't know if it's keeping up with the Zarembas or what it's going to be, but you are made for TV. Oh, you're biased. <laughs> You love me since day one, so I'm crossing you as well. I did, we'll I did. see, maybe. I don't know if they can handle much more. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing that we learned is we learned okay. the hard way what cordial is because Ricard thought he had this cracked where he Googled and thought that he found out that cordial was a liqueur. But <laughs> wow, did the Australians come for me in my DMs about what Cordial actually is. And uh, I thought that this just came from the phone call with your kids. But then I was going back and rewatching before this interview. Episode one, episode one, you turned to the tribe and you said, you know what I could go for right now? <laughs> the biggest glass with heaps of ice. Bring it on. I know, because that's a sugar addiction. That is so funny. The amount of people that have asked me what's cordial, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one final question before we let you go. Everybody wants to know, would you play Survivor again? Sean. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You can never say never because 
What if they said you're going to go on with Sean <laughs> and you're going to America? Yeah, I'm never going to say never, but right at this moment, how I feel about my journey and how I went in Survivor Blind Birth Water, I don't know how I'm meant to beat that. Um, I did everything. Everything was shown that I wanted Australia to see and, you know, the extended world, whoever watched it out there, um, to go back without maybe watching a few more seasons and getting some real strap behind me. To go back now, I don't think it would do myself any justice because what would I do that's different? Probably have to change my entire entire existence. Um, but Survivor is definitely something that I've taken under my wing and it, and it, and it has changed me for the better. I, I can't tell you how much I absolutely loved my journey. So if, I, if they asked me to sign a contract today to go tomorrow, my God, it'd be the hardest signature to sign. But yeah, I don't think in the near future that it's not it's not on the cards. <laughs> okay. Well, if this rumored heroes versus villains season comes to Australia, you know, maybe could be next year. Maybe a little time, little time out. A little t- time forgives everything, Chrissy. You may forget how bad again. it was. <laughs> okay. Yes, righto, righto. Yeah, we won't keep you any longer, Chrissy. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with us and for all the nice comments over the season while we were doing our coverage. It really oh, you guys are unreal. was so fun. So thank you so much and take care. Oh, thanks for having me. I freaking love you guys from the very early days when you were sending some nice DMs and having a giggle. I just, oh man, it's so good for the soul. So I love you. I'm so glad we got to have this chat and I will definitely be talking to you soon. Yes. <laughs> okay, bye, Chrissy. Bye, Sean. Thank God. you so much, Chrissy, for this. This was absolutely no, lovely. No, thank you. You guys have been, you're just the best. <laughs>